Welcome, everyone. This is WSQF Blink Radio 94.5. I'm Mac on the Rock for your Blink Radio. Today, I have a, a wonderful pleasure. It actually, for me, it's a big, it's a big deal because I've never interviewed anyone that is uh, not only famous, but famous for winning, famous for overcoming life and death. That's something that I have a common in common with him, and famous for being a lover of Jesus Christ, because after all, he has risen. And uh, I think it's uh, a wonderful opportunity to introduce uh, Emerson Fittipaldi. Thank you for being a Key Biscayner, first of all, and thank you for showing what tremendous grace the other day at the Crossbridge uh, Protestant Church that I, I had a pleasure to, to, to go to, and welcome. Well, thank you very much. I think, uh, you know, Kibiskane is always being, being, being very special on, with my family, with my kids. Uh, I love it here. I think, it's a, uh, you know, I, I have the opportunity to travel to a lot of places all over the world. And every time I go over the bridge coming back to Kibiskane, I feel so good. I feel this very, very special place. You know what I call it? It's not just a community. It's a personality. There's something that you become when you come over the bridge. In your case, you guys, oh, this is what winning in racing does. It allows me to live here. <laughs> For me, it was just luck. You know, my parents came here in 1975, and I'm happy to see people come. And I've had, you know, a conversation with Tony Canan, um, Christian Fittipaldi used to be in this, uh, was a tenant here. He was doing promotions with his sister here. And... Uh, I'm most happy to remind you how long ago we met. And, uh, you know, we met through uh, Roger Penske Jr.'s, uh, which is Roger Penske's son, who was involved in, uh, in owning your, one of your teams. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you. And uh, Thank you once we both uh, fell in love with Jesus, uh, we both fell in love with Jesus after an accident. I, like you, I was near death in 1987. I fell out of a pickup truck at 12 miles an hour. And I cracked my skull over Woodcrest Road here in Key Game. And I was in bed for a year in a coma uh, for 28 days. And here we are. And I see your story. And I really resonated with me because I didn't know the particulars. I mean, I, I, you know, the, I saw your history. You lost 37 different drivers in your career. You yeah. saw them lose their lives. So... Jesus Christ, thank you for giving us a second time so we can talk here live. Now, um, I think I really want to talk first about your son, because he now has, you have cracked ribs, cracked vertebrae, he has his broken finger. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, the most enthusiastic part of the interview was watching my father run. They tried to stop him and they couldn't when he had this uh, accident. And uh, he's, he was poised like you. He said, no, I'm not making excuses. I just didn't see the car. And then you see the video where the car is almost over his head. And dad came and uh, uh, I think he was dislocated a couple of times, right? So, yeah. You, you know, f uh, first, uh, you know, my, my history in Miami starts with uh, our dear friend, uh, Ralph Sanchez, yes. who created the Miami Grand Prix downtown, Biscayne Boulevard, was... First time I come to Miami, I had no idea how was Miami. I had a complete wrong perception. And then I stay at the um, Alexander Hotel in Collins. 
and I love Miami, and it was exactly 1984. And then um, I, I moved immediately to Key Colony. Key Biscayne was my first residence in Miami. Oh, wow. Fantastic. In 1984. And you're here since 74. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Your family was here yeah, since we, 74. We, yeah, 74. And Absolutely. it was a different Key Biscayne. Oh, yeah. It was just uh, veterans of war. Very, I felt very patriotic. I felt I was felt very gringo for the first time. Because I was born in the United States, but of Cuban parents. We came from Westchester, which is the area of FIU, and my father was just a successful man, young, because my father, already in his 40s, he was able to buy in the oceanfront property that he promised my mom in 57. My parents That's met. Great. That's great. They met in Virginia Beach in front of University of Miami on the beach. Fantastic. My father driving a Harley Davidson. He had sideburns as long as yours, <laughs> and he had a t-shirt, and he t- talks to my mom, five years older than him, that he finds out later. And he said, if you marry me today, I would have promised you this view. Of course, this is happening in Spanish. And uh, she goes back to uh, Cuba. She was on vacation with her father. Her father was a chaperone right there. She's 21 or so, 22, 23. And my dad is like 18, younger than him. This is now in the, you know, in the late 50s. And he finds her in Cuba. And then the revolution begins, and my mom says that without the revolution, I would have never married your father. He's an animal. He was a hombre de cueva. But uh, he fell, she fell in love with the hardworking guy, the, the dreamer, you know? And That's good. Uh, yes, can you believe good. it? By 1975, they come here in 1961. By 75, he actually buys the actual view, <laughs> which is the view from South Masters, the same view from the University of Miami. That's so it's just story. one of those beautiful stories that my mom told me, not my dad. That's my dad fantastic. pretended like it wasn't that romantic, you know. But uh, yeah, so uh, here, here we are. And, uh, you know, what do you think of uh, King, the, the King Solomon story uh, that the pastor spoke about? Because I, when, I, when he said that story, I thought of you and the orange groves. I always thought of you had the largest oranges probably in the, in the United States. You were probably the single biggest orange grower. And I'm thinking that at that moment because I knew that much about your story. So uh, is, do you make some kind of references ever or uh, that, that it, God, family? I love what you said, that family was the only institution created yeah. by God. All others are created by yeah. man. You know, it's, uh, when you, you can be the most rich guy in the world, you can achieve success, you can do whatever you like to do, but... If you have an empty heart, if you don't have Jesus' faith on your heart, you never be a happy person. You always, when we every morning when you wake up, you have a lot of problems to be solved. And when when you have a Christian life, when you have faith, I respect all religions. You have to have faith. And my religions is with Jesus and and God. And then you have uh, so much power inside you, so much happiness, so much faith and hope for the future. And I think a lot of people needs globally, not just you know um, any financial situation, any status of life. You always need to have faith. And I think that's you know after my crash, I was here. In Kibiskane recovered. Um, yes. I used to live in Cape Florida Drive. 
And then uh, this friend of mine comes. This was already Bible. after all the successes. Yes. All the Indianapolis yes. championships, the Formula One, everything. And and he comes with the Bible, and I say, "Do you think I'm 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 not going to survive?" That's why I bring the Bible the last to pray rights. with me. The last, um, we call him in Portuguese called Estremunção. Okay. And I was scared, and he said, "No, no, no! I come here to introduce Jesus Christ." And it was a fantastic, a new beginning, like you say, reborn again. Yes. I think the faith is so important. Uh, since then, I've been part of the, you know, Pres- Presbyterian Church, Kibiskane. Uh, so you were thrilled no. when the new pastor was a Brazilian. Yes. Well, I I started here with Pastor David, who was Moran. a great friend, David Moran. We always, you know, I know the seniors for many many years, and was uh, for me was a blessing uh, to be part of the Kibiskane Presbyterian Church, and now it's a Crossbridge Church. Yes with Pastor Felipe, uh, who is very active. He's Brazilian. Yeah. But when he t- speaks English first time, I saw that he was American. Yeah, because he has no accent. He has zero accent. And then, uh, and he, he gives us um, a lot of uh, advice, a lot of theolic uh, uh, yes. know-how. Yeah, so people have this He's beauty to be able to know the chapter yes. and the verse. And I'll never be able to do that. Or maybe I and, will be, but God has to inspire <laughs> me to be able to say chapter and verse. And then, like, for example, Wednesday night, we have a men's a meeting at 7.30 tonight uh-huh. that we meet. And then Pastor Philippe always um, talk about something that we want to know, you know, more deep about the life of Jesus about the Bible, about anything. And that's a fantastic experience. I'm inviting who is in Kibiskane tonight, wants to come at 7.30 with Pastor Philippe's office. Wow. Uh, it's a group of men, the only men. It's a Bible, a study, Bible too? study, Yeah. And that's, I, I think, as more as you know, you is so um, involvement. Uh, you, you get so excited to see, you know, everything that Jesus teach us that's on the Bible. As more you know, you get more excitement, is more uh, happiness, and uh, you go deeper and deeper in, in knowing more and, the Bible. And, and, and more about yourself. And, and that's a fantastic experience. But, you know, going back to, to my children, the only, I have three boys, the only one who likes race is Emu, the little Emu. one. Since five years old, he wants to race. He actually, he, he grew up in the church here in Kibiskane. Yeah, I see that it says Jesus loves you on yes, his helmet. on the helmet, yes. And uh, he, he, he loves to do what his grandfather, that my father, my mother used to race as well. Uh, that's part of our heritage in the family. Yeah, your mother beat your father in a race <laughs> in the 24 hours. <laughs> and all this uh, continue, you know, for me is very excited to be back in the go-kart track where everything starts. So you don't have to put your skin on the line. You just have to put your heart in the line. Because <laughs> to watch your kid race must be pretty intense. The, the, the heart starts beating, you know. And and now our little daughter, Vittoria, who was born here as well, she started racing as well. Oh, my God. Now it's God. a second problem. <laughs> and my wife... <laughs> you know, she when, knew that, but she knew that going in. <laughs> when when, when finish uh, Emma's race, now is Vittoria going to the track and race. And that's we we have. I have to support. I think it's a fantastic sport, and uh, the advice that my father gave was very very good to me. If you want to do do properly, do serious because like any sport, if you dedicate yourself, 
you can succeed in the sport, you can have fun, you can enjoy, you can learn properly. Yes, and, and see the world in the process. And that's why, yes. And, uh, and I think any sport, you know, you look at tennis, American football, soccer, uh, basketball, volleyball, uh, any sport is great for young people. I, I, I support any sport. And I think... It's But part- your sport is, is different because it's man and machine, yeah. meaning you and your team, the team is figuring out the yeah. crankshaft, the motor, lowering you in the cockpit, raising yeah. you in the cockpit. You see the transformation because you got to see, what, three generations of technology yeah. from the late 60s, all the 70s, all the 80s, all the 90s, plus you rest... Because yeah. you took a rest, yeah. and then you went back in. That takes big cojones. <laughs> I'm going to say what the hell. This is radio cojones. And uh, yeah. because you don't know, as any human does, when you sit out for a while, do you have that twitch in the hands, in the steering wheel, for that, that tire you're about to see, and you got to move away, like you did to win the, under the yellow flag, you won the Indianapolis because you made a, an inside move there. Yeah. That if you don't make at that moment, because there was traffic, yes, yes, and you win under yellow, what's it like to win under yellow, uh, well, where you have where a, you can't accelerate, you just finish the laps? You know, thanks God. And my first question to Jim McGee, who was a team manager from from Pat Pat Chip Ganassi Racing, I asked uh, how is how is Junior? Do you say he's out of the car? He looks okay. I say thanks God, because he could be myself or could be Junior. On the incident, I was very lucky. It was a blessing, Dave, for me. And then, uh, you know, the race driver have to have a very good reflex, very good coordination. And that's part of the sport. Um, but, you know, going back to Emo, who's racing go-kart, uh, he's um, full committed. He's great to see. You know, we race in Homestead. We practice in Opaloka with Rudy who has the school there for small kids who want to go start driving or experience a go-kart with a small kid, I recommend to go to Opaloka with Rudy. What is it you like We about Opaloka? We did the demonstration here. Uh, is Opaloka, you mean the Saturday. airport? Opaloka, the, the, there's a track it's, there. It's, a, it's called Miami GP. It's a small go-kart track that, by example, Vitoria started learning to drive there first time. Mm. Emo started learning there. A lot of I mean, very well-known drivers start learning there. And um, Rudy really takes care of the kid. Uh, we did a demonstration f- in front of the community center Saturday with oh. the go-karts. Wow. And then um, and Rudy was doing the whole um, running of the show. And he's a very good guy. And after you learn at Opaloka on this go-kart track, you can go to Homestead. Which just gets bigger. That's much faster. It's a much faster go-kart track, and that's already, Vittoria is running there, my little girl running there. Wow. Uh, she's getting the, go, you know, 50 miles per hour, eight years old on the go-kart. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they go to 85 miles an hour. On the Amos category, yes. Go so to, they lower uh, the speed for the women, or no? Or it's the same? No, no, the same, they, they race together with the boys and go by age group. Okay. So the, but the car itself young. is the same, the same speed? The same speed and they have minimum weight, and then you have to put extra weight on the on the chassis to compensate if you are too small, to be even to everybody. But it's a it's a fantastic sport, and and again, if you think about, you know your your parents, uh, your uh, in 1955, 56, 
used to have the Havana Grand Prix in Cuba. And that's from where Ralph Sanchez came with the yeah. idea to yes. make the Miami Grand Prix. I remember I was, I was not even a teenager, and I, my father was a very good friend of Fangio. Fangio was kidnapped by Fidel Castro. Yes. And then I'm the, glad you brought that up. Yeah, because there's I had a, forgotten. There's a lot of history from, from Cuba. And Ralph Sanchez loved racing because he was a very small kid when he watched Fangio. Yes. And stealing most big names to race in Havana. Shh. Uh, there, there was, you know, uh, the, the American Cubans have a lot of tradition that comes from the heritage of the Havana Grand Prix in Cuba, the it's, love it, for it, the sport. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Franjo, but there's also another person who uh, you are in, in mortal with. It's that's Nicky Lala who, yes. who just died. Yeah. And um, I was watching because of your inspiration. I went home to watch the. Grand Prix of Monaco, yeah. and uh, it was Monaco, correct? Yes. yes and I see that Hamilton uh, was praising Nick Leala. Yes. Apparently, we're on the same, not the same team, but different generations. Sure. So you're up there with them and with Schumacher uh, yeah. for victories. Yeah. So again, you know, it's uh, you you put a you put the, uh, a brighter light than the lighthouse on Key game because you chose to live here. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, um, there's a. Uh, a lot of competent people, a lot of talent. Yeah, you're so much skin. talent. Uh, you know, I love it here. I think it's a family environment. Uh, I'm very happy for my kids to grow up in Kibiskane. I think it's a fantastic community. Uh, they, you know, there's no many places in the world that a small child can walk in the streets by itself. Yes, can go to the school. On a skate, on a bicycle, walking, and uh, yeah, for me who has a daughter, you know, be able to, for her to be able to run around yes, at night and come home, you know, jogging is is a fantastic, and you know, and uh, Chief Press, who who is the police chief of Kibiskane, and all the the police people, they they keep Kibiskane very safe to us, and I think that's very important. We have a so crazy world. After that bridge there, absolutely, and uh, we are very lucky to be here. Very, very lucky. Yeah, to I be have. Uh, I have a personal experience uh, growing up, be living here. But my parents, my father, owned the produce business behind Jackson Memorial Hospital during the the riots of the of the eighties. Oh yes, it must and be imagine difficult. me going there to work. My father going at three in the morning, but not during the riots. We had to open up the business, my brother and I. And what a contrast to be here. And then to be there and then go to school because I had to be at school at 8 in the morning. So I had to open up the business at 3 to 4, work to 8, get on the truck to deliver the produce to my school. Because my school was always a customer of my father's. He made sure of that. And then I'd go to start school. And now I've been up for like six hours trying to keep my eyes open. So I know exactly what you mean. It's really, that's what develops that personality that we have in Key Biscayne. When we grew up, we used to go very late to the parties. Take all the girls and come back to the beach. <laughs> and all the guys, wait a minute, we paid all the beer. I go, hey, man, you can't have a party without key rats. So, you know, so, uh, well, you know, uh, thank you very much for, for this uh, wonderful time here. I think, uh, you know, I, I would love to uh, get, uh, ask you, uh, can I ask you more questions about? Sure, 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 sure. You're, right now, uh, the last time we talked, you're, you're actually making a car. A super yeah. race car, but it's yeah. more of a luxury car, yeah. race car. And tell us a little bit about that. In, you know, the future of supercars is changing uh, rapidly the last few years. Uh, with the new um, anti-pollution uh, 
rules with the new, uh, you know, everybody try to have a green uh, word, more clean words with much less pollution, much, you know. Well, more ethanol in the gas well, is an answer, but how no, can you do I that? No, I think electrical car. I think the electrical car. Oh, the car, electrical. Electrical car is the this future that's already happened. In America, you have Tesla, who is doing a fantastic job. I think there's a lot of car manufacturers in China. China this year is going to produce nearly more than 10 million electrical cars. Oh, my God. Uh, they 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 are really investing so, a lot. Don't you think that will be t- uh, too much for a Tesla to overcome? No, no, no. I I think you think we, Tesla could stay there with they're oh, only yeah. producing so eight hundred thousand. No, no. They they stay there for sure. And as the next few years, the batteries are going to be lighter. The batteries are going to have much more range, um, and we keep the environment clean. And then my supercar, I'm looking for alternative uh, energy. And I think electrical energy is, is the future for the street supercars. And uh, that's why I changed uh, my, uh, my, my concept for the future. Mm. I'm working more towards electrical car, supercar. Wow. And, and when you say super, how, how fast do you expect that car to go? Well, uh, you know, talking about uh, something like 1,600 horsepower electrical. Uh, Four wheel drive. What? That's a lot of horsepower, man. <laughs> yes. So yes. you expect because it to the, get. The, the electrical car uh, is much easier. The engines are much smaller. Uh, it depends a lot of how much energy you put on the engine to supply the horsepower. And with the new technology, um, they, you know, all. Is there, are there, um, just for the audience to know, and I don't know either. Because it's battery, there's no longer crankshaft and pistons. Exactly, the the it's electrical all... engine normally would last much longer. Uh, one of the main issues are the transmission and the, the how long lasts the battery. Uh, very interesting. Last year, um, I'm going again in June now this year for the Swiss Grand Prix in Switzerland, in in Bern. And it'll be the Formula E formula, first time ever in the world they have a electrical formula. They raced in Miami four or five years ago. Wait a second, and they're going to compete with, and the whole circuit is electrical? Everybody Electrical, everybody electrical is already existing. So you're going to be able to hear the crowd, not the motors. Yes. <laughs> and it sounds, actually sounds a very futuristic uh, sound because you can hear them, you know, like a, a zombie, like a. Uh, like many golf cars together in one car. <laughs> and uh, they are getting very fast. And there is now nearly 10 car manufacturers on this formula, you know, including Mercedes, Audi, Porsche, um, uh, Mahindra, Jaguar. They all invest in this electrical formula, and that's why there is a big transition for the near future on electrical cars and autonomous cars. And that I, I'm showing the next five years, we are going to have what I call, um, by example, we are in Kibiskane, you want to go to Coconut Grove, to the movie, you put the, you press a button, and the car takes you there. And you can be talking, and you can be relaxing, you can be on, the, on yeah, your the phone, on the iPad, 
And uh, then the car arrived there. And then so you're telling me now it's going to be Formula One with a guy upstairs driving the car, nobody inside? No, I no think way. That, that, that never <laughs> happened. But for going from point A to point B on the yeah. town, you, you, you'll be going on an autonomous car. It's happening already. I mean, there is a Tesla. Yeah, they're already parking and everything. They, they are already parking now. Is the next five years, you know, will be a high close, production huh? of autonomous cars. And that means people who love cars, who, who want to, to, to have the weekend fun, they, want, they will buy a supercar. They'll have a beautiful GT car in the garage. I always say who wash their own car because loves car. I yeah. wash my cars. So you wash your cars too. <laughs> yes. It's like a perfect mo a morning sedative before yes. or after the coffee or you don't drink coffee. I, I drink a lot of coffee. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love espresso. Yeah, the, 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 the morning is, is the coffee. Yes. I mean, I think about my coffee before the bathroom. Yes. And I go and I turn the machine on. Then I come back and go to the bathroom. And I, I, I think that's changed the future of transportation in the world. And the love for cars will be more lovers for supercars. I'm looking for. So when you say the audience needs to know what supercar is not just luxury, it's also a very uh, high performance car that you can take, by example, to the homestead track and, and run the car on the track. And then or, drive home with it. Or on the autobahn in Germany, you can go very yeah. fast. There's no speed limit. Yeah. Uh, but to have fun, to have a, a car that gives pleasure to drive, there'll be a lot of people still buying this type of cars. But, you, you know, it's, it's a new uh, transportation, what I call um, segment. And most of the urban big towns, like New York, like London, London's already happened. Uh, Paris, uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, that's a lot of people there, will be only a very low emission car will be able to, to go on the urban. I think that's why electrical is the future. Well, Brazil, uh, they're one of the countries that made the ethanol, uh, drive ethanol in the 70s. All yeah. right, it's very advanced now. Everybody's ethanol. Mo well, unfortunately, you know, the. Or the people start going back to gas for some um, reason. Um, the, the, the President Lula and Dilma made a fantastic program for the ethanol refineries for sugarcane, like in Cuba, mm -hmm. because Brazil is the best, one of the best countries in the world for sugarcane. Yes. But unfortunately, like everything they done, they never follow up. A lot of people lost a lot of money because investing on the sugarcane plants mm -hmm. for the ethanol, but then they use the ethanol to make the fuel cheaper, the government. Mm. And most of the refineries went bankruptcy. Because of government. Once again, because that's a theme on my Monday show. Government, government is a disaster in Brazil. Up. I hope the new president, Bolsonaro, who he will do, uh, he's very honest, very hardworking, very tough. Because a military he's, background. And he's so getting disciplined. Disciplined and he's getting a country with so much corruption, so much... Um, I mean, at the, every the, level, the, at the, every level, the government companies, uh, all the government go corporations like Banco do Brasil, Petrobras, um, Banco Brasil, uh, BNDS, Brazilian Developed Bank. Actually, they they sponsor the the new port in Havana. Uh uh 
It was being built by Odebrecht, who is a Brazilian yes. construction yeah, company. Yeah, who did the uh, Marmi Arena. They did, uh, you know, a fortune. Uh, Dilma, they, got ca- they got. Dilma and President Lula did a lot of projects in Venezuela, in uh, Cuba. Yeah, Mariel. Mariel and, Industrial uh, Park. They did a lot of. People in America doesn't know that. No. That the largest industrial park is 90 miles from here in the port of Mariel, and it hasn't even been developed yet, but everything is there. The road, the port, the crane, all the rich, and I think... Um, all the Brazilian money. Is there. And, yeah, Brazilian money. And I don't know how much went there, but I know that's a lot. 128 square kilometers. Square. So when they fill that up with warehouses, you know who's going to go there. The, Ameri- the American manufacturer. They're going to go there, and it's right next, right in the front door... The Chinese are going to come because they're going to shorten the trip from China to Port of San Diego. They're going to shorten that trip from Mariel to Port of New Orleans. And it's going to change. Yeah, it'll be be the boom. And Cuba will end up being what it was always meant to be, uh, uh, Japón, instead of 11 million, 30 million. You know, (laughs) unfortunately, with with the the last government in Brazil, uh, uh, Lula and Dilma, the poor people is more poor. Yeah. Uh, less uh, health, health care disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope now we, we can give back to the Brazilians a, a more dignity in life for the poor people, more value for yeah, life, more, and more, more hope. Dignity and more education. And more hope, and more education. No, Brazil is behind uh, the education. Uh, uh, the well, I think the, the biggest problem we all have as countries is we're, be, we're behind in God. Yes. You take God away, and there there goes curiosity, vision, passion, uh, ability to, to cope, uh, get up from the ground when you fall, keep on going. and uh, You know, you bring a very important point. Because if you look back to the Brazil history three years ago, there was no hope. And then comes this candidate from nowhere with a lot of faith in God. And um, I'm sure God is changing Brazil for the future because only God can do what he's doing with Moro, the minister of justice now that was a judge mm-hmm. that put Lula in prison. Yes. He was very brave and only only God could make so much big move in Brazil against all the very rich groups against the, the very powerful politicians like Lula mm-hmm. and Dilma and make this transition. And I believe God is changing Brazil. And you, you, your point is very good. And I, and if you look at all the countries in America, you know, when you look at the history of the United States, you know, it's in God we trust. is on, on the money, is on the bill. Every, you know, every race that I race in America... There always a, a priest or a pastor, you know, to to pray before the race, to to make sure we know God exists, God is there. That's why United States is a is a fantastic country. If you look, yeah, it's, we call it uh, divine providence. Yes, and and I I hope Brazil now is falling the same direction. Well, the two presidents love each other. Yes, <laughs> Trump and Bolsonaro were having a fun time in Washington. And I I went to visit Bolsonaro in the, in the hospital in the, with my wife when they, they stabbed him. In the... Yes, and uh, I went with a pastor because he's a man of faith. 
And, uh, you know, he won the election, surprised everybody with uh, minimal money. His team was only 18 people against these millions and millions of dollars that the other candidates... Yeah, who was the other candidate? I don't, I know, I don't, uh, I don't was know. was Haddad, who was sponsored by PT, by Lula, by the communists, <laughs> by the left wing. They have so much money, these yeah. guys. And the Bolsonaro had no money. And the, his only election was by social media. And it was, it was a blessing from God for Brazil. <laughs> yeah, kind of like Trump, the, Twitter. <laughs> I asked him when I was in the hospital, I said, how much... I already call him president. I say, how much you spend on your campaign? He said, well, until that time, just before the first vote, he spent in, in dollars about $200,000. It's a joke to be elected president of Brazil. My God, it's not even enough for the stamps. And yes, <laughs> yes. And, incredible. And, he won, and, that's why and it's incredible how both, both nations yes. that, uh, uh, have converged because yes. we're the largest in North America. Brazil is the largest in South America. It only makes sense... And I, I, I wrote a book and uh, where I want Americans to understand that if we don't do something quickly and start turning our back <clears throat> on, tr- on so much attention on Europe, join the greatest economic alliance the world has ever known, North America and South America. All the water in the world, fresh water, all the gold, all the nickel, all the oil, and we're all Christians. Yes. There's no... If, ands, or buts. Yes. Pay me in 30 days, pay me in 60 days, pay me in 90 days, because that also, Christianity also has a business yes. a business ethics. Yes. I prestar, yes. and you pay me in 30 yes. days. Yes. I understand yes. you have to run your yes. business, but hey, yes. you fill here, and then the excess is back to me, so yes. I can do it again. And that's the biggest problem that Europe has, is that because of what's going on there with Islam, Sharia doesn't have 30 days, 60 days, and they don't have manufacturing either. So America has to understand, embrace the, the world of Latin America and, and love us for who we are. And let's get over this English thing, English only thing and become a, I believe, trilingual because Spanish we can't, we have to acknowledge. But man, people are starting to learn Portuguese. Now, Brazilians, when they speak Portuguese, they still call it Portuguese. They don't call it Brazilian Portuguese. It's Portuguese. No, it's still Portuguese. We have a different accent from Portugal. Is like a similar to England and Australia or England to the States. Yeah. We have our own accent. Uh, but you use another important point that you mentioned is the uh, Brazil is so rich country in minerals, water, oil, everything. And that's uh, is a shame the direction was going. But Bolsonaro now is facing so much financial trouble, so much corruption he's cleaning. Yeah, you think he, he his term will run out before he can fix it all? It's kind of well. He's, he's uh, has a very good team, very good ministers behind. Before all the ministers was uh, agreement between the parties. Was not a professional guy who understand. You know, the minister of uh, culture had no idea about culture. Minister of transportation possibly never been on a car in his life. He didn't know what's a bus. He didn't know anything. But was only political agreements. And now we have ministers that you know will know the business they are from the business. And I think that's very important. Like Trump who, who doesn't yes. seem to want to talk. We all do mistakes. We all, you know, human beings, you know, we all do mistakes. But the, the the 
the group of ministers in Brazil now, most of them are related to their own minister. They have the experience on that subject. They are not, you know, drop from a parachute to a minister and say, no, I'm going to be minister of transportation. I have no idea. That's, that's going to change the country. But Brazil is going through a very tough time to come out from all the losses for the last 12 years, 12 years of no government in Brazil, only corruption. That's 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 the experience, you know. I'm the son of uh, Cubans, and uh, Cuba got that way under the Batista, and look what they got. They got Fidel, the biggest and most corrupt on the planet. So, well, Brazil has has God now. Behind. We have God. We have God. Yeah, like you and America, me have God, and God has changed Brazil. And ble- God, God bless Brazil, the Brazilians, and God bless America. Well, I think that's uh, one beautiful opportunity. Uh, We have four minutes left. Would you like to... uh, 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 Final comments, you know. uh, What would you like to say? This is going to be... This is, as you know, um, we are community radio. We don't have commercials. We don't have anything. We, We love to tell a human interest story. I was very moved by your human interest story uh, on Sunday. And uh, I, I, I've always had this feeling that I wanted to have this opportunity with you. And I had no idea it was going to be through radio. I really didn't. Because I, I only met you that one day. And then, of course, I met you a couple of times in yeah. my store. But yes. you were busy fixing yeah. things. So I don't really get in your face. I want you to buy. <laughs> buy, 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 buy. So I, I try not to talk too much because then you might forget what you came here for. But uh, I, I feel that I've now come full circle and I you got know, to know you. I got to know you better, and I thank you very much. He said, "Well, it's uh, you know, I have a few minutes. Every family has a story. You guys come from Cuba. My mother, uh, when she was seven years old, she has to run away from the communist revolution in Russia. Uh, she she was born there. She was born in Ukraine at that time. Was part of Russia mm-hmm. after the first war." And um, my grandmother, with four kids, was uh, running away from the inferno. People were dying everywhere. People dying. My mother saw so many people being killed. Uh, You know, the communist revolution took away the Christianity from Russia. Mm -hmm. You know, historical, that part of the world is a lot of Catholic Orthodox they are very similar, more similar to what's written in the Bible. Yes. And they and preserved the, the Bible for, and for then, Romans. And then the communists closed out the church. Yes. And there was... And they, broke the fa- and they broke the family up. And every country that you close the church, you know, you don't believe in God anymore, you go disaster. And that's happened to Russia. And then uh, my mother, thanks God, went to Brazil, but you know, the Russian people for so many years, um, just now, Russia started 10, 15 years ago, recovering again, opened the church. Now, faith is be able to, to go to church and, and, and get married in the and church, get married in the church. And I think that's a new life. And I think that what happened to my family was a blessing. My grandmother gave me the, my faith that I have. Finally, my mother believed in God because when she was 80, she had incredible experience. And that's why I think we're, again, you know, I, I'm very happy to be here today. 
And uh, God bless Kibiskane, the families here, the children. And uh, we have to have a very united city, united village. I was very happy this weekend when we made the first car week of Kibiskane. Yes, that was very, that was so cool. Uh, the people love it, the children love it, the people of more age. Anybody likes cars, you know, that's yes. a passion. Yes. And uh, everything went very smooth. I had a lot of support. You know, we had a cartoon as a kid called Speed Racer. Yes. It was about a, a, about a, yeah. a hero yeah. who got to the scene of the crime in a fast, fast car. And I remember watching it as a little kid. We we had so much support from the village, uh, from the city of Kibiskane. Everybody supported the event. I want to thank you, everybody, that supported Okay, here's event. a question for you. Can it's you dream, event. if God gives us more time in this earth, I have a dream for you. Do you drive that huge Cadillac as a pace car in the new free Havana Grand Prix? Why not? One, Why not? One year. Jesus Christ has risen. Thank you very yes. much for coming. And, Thank uh, you. Pleasure. Oh, uh, the only word I know in Portuguese is obrigado. Obrigado. Thank you very much. God bless. This is the end of our show with Emerson Fittipaldi here on WSQF Blink Radio. For the Concrete Gentleman Show. Thank you, Emerson. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.